I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This guy, right, is on the phone to this old woman, pressure sells her into buying a load of um bogus fire alarm shit hangs up the phone just looks straight at this guy who's wearing a hidden camera and goes she'd take it right up the arse (laughs) (laughs) welcome one and all men and women and everything in between or outside we don't discriminate here to the goats podcast the show where we aim to find the very best in every single category that you can record i'm joined today by my good friends michael and sebek michael how are you doing i'm not too bad i'm very good how are you yeah, I'm very, very good at the moment. Um, I think the neighbors downstairs are making a bit of a ruckus. They're building shit, putting shelves up. So oh, yeah. apologies if you can hear any banging or soaring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just plowing. You know how it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about yourself, Sabek? How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I, um, I've had, I had a curry last night, lovingly prepared for me by my uh, gorgeous partner. And my ass is like uh, a dragon's nostril right now. Apart ah. from that. I'm doing all right. Spicy curry then. Do you know what? Didn't seem that spicy when I had it, but today I've been all of a flutter. Now you're sort of regurgitating it out of your ass. Oh, Jesus Christ. Some of the things I've been working from home today, and honestly, it was like a gas chamber in here. (laughs) (laughs) Good job you were working from home. Before we start, actually, I actually do, I've got an update for you guys. Wow. This is unplanned. Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing. So obviously, I don't know if you don't already follow our podcast on Instagram, the underscore goats underscore, you don't. (laughs) I did. The underscore goats underscore pod. We did a little post where I spent a disastrously long amount of time putting the face of Michelangelo on one of the crooks from Rogue Traders and had Matt Allwhite or Albright, I can't remember which one it is, hand him a check for the shoddy roofing he'd done. Mm, It was brilliant. Big Matt actually viewed our Instagram story. So that was pretty, pretty big. Sent him a message asking him if he wanted to be on the body. Absolutely ghosted us, but that's fine. But from there, I was like, oh, I started Googling Rogue Traders. I was like, who are the two guys on Rogue Traders? Because I wanted to tag them in the Insta- Instagram post. And um, I've got two questions for you. Well, two bits of, two nuggets of information, I guess. Firstly, I, you know, obviously there's Matt. Yeah. Big Matt. He's a main fella. Yeah. The other guy who rides the motorbike, I just assumed he was some bloke who could ride a motorbike. 
I didn't realise he had like an actual thing. According to his bio, he's a private investigator. Oh, that makes a bit of a bit more sense now. It does. I just thought he was some like Spanish guy, sort of Latin American guy or Latin yeah. guy. They just got to ride a motorbike, but that isn't the case. Something I also found right in uh, twenty twelve, he was jailed. This is Dan Petito, Pen- Pe- Pentido, Dan Pentido. Yeah, was jailed for twelve weeks. For benefit fraud. Oh, no. Yeah, benefit fraud totally more than £24,000. What a numpty. Because he's on Rogue Traders as well. He's on Rogue oh, Traders. Oh, the man's no. on Rogue Traders. <laughs> You'll have Matt round his house. <laughs> Do you reckon they got Matt to hand him the sentence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this should... I've, I've never heard of Rogue Traders. What? what? We did a whole, I did a whole bit. Yeah, I just sort of nodded and smiled during that bit. <laughs> Oh, Rogue Traders was a classic. Michael, explain Rogue Traders. Yeah, what is it? It was this thing, it was on the BBC, wasn't it? I think it was like... Maybe it was a Watchdog. Yeah, Watchdog, it was part oh, of one show for a bit or something like that. Basically, if if you had like a shoddy workman in, you know, he was like telling you, oh, your bathroom, you know, it's going to cost this much and it ended up costing like double or triple, um, whatever like that. They would try and catch him out, so they would set up, like, it's usually an old woman. They'd, like, set up, like, fake houses. They'd get some old woman in who's, like, an actor, and she'd be, like, pretending, like, oh, I don't know about plumbing. And the bloke would be like, oh, I've got one here. And he'd be like, oh, it's going to cost you a million pounds, love. And, like, but secretly, they're, like, filming the whole thing. And then um, Matt and this Dan fella jump out of a wardrobe, like, oi, Gary. We've caught you, you know, ripping off this old woman, and he'd he'd like do one. He's proper like, oh shit, son. He'd leg it, and they just chase him down. <laughs> but they wouldn't like chase him, chase him. It wasn't like a police chase. They just sort they of, would like, like, chase him out of the garden as far as they like legally could. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. It was kind of like the opposite of To Catch a Predator, then, where they use like more elderly <laughs> people rather than you know someone. <laughs> He's a minor to try catch these uh, fuckers out. Yeah, it was to catch a predator, but with shoddy builders. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard rogue traders <laughs> liken to, to catch a predator. There was at least a couple of guys who could have been on both. Probably, yeah, probably. But th- that's mad that he's done that. No, it's ridiculous. Do you know what? I was actually looking... So to find that clip, I had to go through YouTube and trawl through episodes on YouTube of Rogue Traders to find one that could sort of most closely fitted. And I saw one, right, where these guys who fitted like basically like really shitty security and like safety systems, like, you know, those things where like if you've got an elderly relative who you don't actually want to be a part of their life, but you feel like you should look after them. So you just spunk a boatload of money on like a special button they can press Mm, if they fall down the stairs. Rather than just popping in and saying hi, sorry, that's really shady to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're quite genuine, them things. But you know what I mean? I know the devices um, you're talking about, yeah. They installed them, right? And they installed fire alarms and stuff like that. So it's like an all-in-one, like, make sure your nan doesn't burn to death kind of package. <laughs> and they got some bad reviews. So they set up a guy to go in and, like, try and get the latest job. And so he does like a trial shift there. Oh, I've seen these before, yeah. And he's this guy, right, is on the phone to this old woman, pressure sells her into buying a load of um, bogus fire alarm shit, hangs up the phone, just looks straight at this guy who's wearing a hidden camera and goes, she'd take it right up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> She's like 87. Oh my God, the hero we... Don't deserve <laughs> the hero we need. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that is good. That is gold. Ooh, yeah, damn. that's my road traders update. Wow, how do we move on from that statement to uh, to our topic today, Vinny? Over to you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could find a link. As if by magic. Oh, <laughs> speaking of magic, <laughs> on today's episode, we will be discussing magicians. That's right. Now, magicians have existed all throughout history and have been both seen in positive and negative lights. And whether they be powerful conjurers of foul magics, a shysty con artist looking to make a quick buck, or an underpaid 40-year-old divorcee you hire for your kid's birthday party, (laughs) magicians are, unfortunately, here to stay. Today, I have a burning question. A question that's kept me up in the dead of night for some time now. (laughs) Who is the greatest magician of all time? Now, thankfully, I could just let my two friends here do all the thinking for me today. So, without further ado, let's hear your pick of the week, Sebek. With pleasure. So, obviously, weirdly, and I genuinely mean this straight up, I mean this honest to fucking God, this is the most nervous I've been for any of these. Because I feel like the magical community, not like the Harry Potter lot, but, <laughs> but like... Magic lovers are really fucking intense. And like, if people are into magic, they have really like strong opinions. And there's people you just like, you have to lord above everyone else and you have to be like, these guys are the best, right? Yeah. This is the one where I felt the most pressure to like pick the right answer, to pick the guy who everyone, or the girl who everyone would be like, that's the right one. Like, that's the proper, that's the like intellectual thing to say. And it was just like causing me all this like anxiety. And you know, you both know I'm quite an anxious person as it is. I was like sweating, like, oh my God, like, I really don't want to like pick the wrong guy. And um, basically. Are you talking yeah, about Yeah, I am me? talking about people like you, yeah. What do you mean people like you? Because I, I like magic. Yeah, and if I say the wrong person, you're going to get all upset on you. Well, if you don't say the person I've said, well, I suppose so. so. Well, what are you saying that people who I just think... like magic and were into like sort of doing magic and trying to be a magician and that they're like super intense opinion? Yeah, it's like, it's like walking into like a Star Wars convention and saying that you like Jar Jar Binks. Like it's going to end badly. Do you know what I mean? Or comparing it to Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Being like, I I love Picard, and everyone's like, you're fucking idiot. Ah! Like that's. <laughs> I don't know whether to be. Uh, I don't know whether you're complimenting me or offending me. I, I, I'm a bit conflicted. But basically, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, as a magic lover, yeah. and Vinny, as I but Vinny, do you like magic? Are you a magic man? I dabble in watching some on YouTube when I'm stoned. Like this, is, I don't mean to already be intense and opinionated, but like not Harry Potter. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, do you know Harry Potter? You know, I'm not talking about Harry Potter. I'm talking about like clever card tricks right. and that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so we're already exactly in the zone that I thought we were going to be in here. So I came to the conclusion that I think the two people that everyone lords above everyone else. Do you know what? I'm just going thinking back to two seconds ago when I couldn't think of a word that encompassed both men and women and people in between. And I was like, guys and girls. And, and it's just people. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> the world would be a better place if we if we refer to people as people yeah it? exactly it probably would if we just just let it go and just said people anyway <laughs> i thought about the two people who i think everyone is like it has to be one of these two and i think those two are david blaine and harry houdini i think if you don't say one of yeah. those two people are going to be like you're a fucking idiot yeah 
there, there's a few others. There in is that others. Mix as there well, is though. others like your kind of uh, vaudeville style guys back in the day who did the like David Copperfield, Paul Daniels. Those guys, Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller's a magician. Yeah, he, he bends spoons <laughs> apparently. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and it was funny because, like, like I said, I was so nervous about this one, and I found myself avoiding writing the script, which I never do because I'm so excited to do these episodes. And I literally, I left it so last minute, like I was still writing it today, and I was like, you know, I literally wrote bits of it in my lunch break and a little bit in the hour before we started, and I was like, Jesus, like, and I realised the reason I've been putting it off is because I didn't believe that either of these two guys are the goat. Right. And I realised I don't think that they are. And I think they're two amazing performers. And this is going to ruffle some feathers. And I think it might ruffle your feathers, Michael. Mm. But I don't think either of them is actually a magician. Well, hmm. I mean, they are. Like, David Blaine is a magician. He sort of made street magic cool and fun for lots of people, sparked a lot of people's careers. Like, Dynamo wouldn't exist without David Blaine. And David Blaine also did some absolutely nuts stunts. He was more of a stuntman, no, though. I'm, 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 I'm coming to this. He was a stuntman. So here's my deal, right? Yeah. Harry Houdini, incredible. Don't Please, yeah. magicians, don't come for me and, like, pop up out of a hat and stab me or something. <laughs> like, I don't, don't do some magical murder. Like, yeah. you know, put a rabbit out of my arsehole and then it, like, eats me or something. But... He started out trying magic tricks and they didn't work for him. And yeah. he then turned to escape artistry. Whichever way you look at it, that's not magic. That's, yeah, you, you, are, you are fair enough to say that. He is mostly remembered as an escape artist. He's an escape artist. And, and I'm not saying that it's not impressive. Although I am saying if you look at it from a certain perspective, it's not that impressive. Now... Let me just go into that, because I, I did some big thinking about this. If you look at it naively, if you look at escape artistry naively, you say this guy is in handcuffs or he's locked in a safe or is Chinese torture trap or he's wrapped in a rope and he has a skill set that he uses to then escape. And that isn't magic. That's lockpicking and wriggling. And I'm not <laughs> saying it's not super impressive, but I've watched the videos and it is just him wriggling on the floor. And it's not otherworldly. It doesn't make you believe in the supernatural. It's just a guy wriggling. Are there actual videos of Houdini performing? Yeah, yeah, like early, early film, yeah, like where he's like wrapped in a rope and he basically just wriggles on the floor until he gets free. And I'm not saying that's not really impressive. I'm just saying it's not magic. And I think if you look at it not naively and look at it for what it is, it's a guy handing you as the audience, like say you're the guy on stage or you're, you're being handed it metaphorically, He's handing you his own handcuffs or getting in a safe he designed. And then it's not impressive at all because I watched this guy and I forget his name, but he was breaking down magic tricks. And he was like, the moment a magician hands you their own cuffs, the magic trick is over. Yeah. It's the equivalent of saying I can walk around any house blindfolded as long as I can pick my own house. Like, it's no longer impressive because you know how to get out. And like I know what people are going to say, and I really respect Houdini, but like, everyone's like, oh, he designed these really dangerous things. But no, he designed them. Like, there's that famous thing where he's like, he wouldn't do anything more dangerous than sitting in his living room chair. Like, the stunt is over before it even begins because it's not really dangerous. It was rigged from the start. Yeah, like it's rigged from the start. Like if you get arrested by a cop on the street and manage to break three of the handcuffs, break out of prison and run away, that's a hell of a fucking escape. 
if you put yourself in your own handcuffs, I'm sorry, that's not magic. That's just using a prop that you've designed. And, I, and, I, and I'm not taking away from it. I think it was incredibly, incredible performance. I think it inspired a lot of amazing people. And he was a true performer. Like he gripped the crowd and the things he did were incredible. Like I, I don't, and he was incredibly fit and he could really hold his breath for fucking ages. And like, <laughs> it isn't easy to break out of your, even your own handcuffs. Like it's not a joke. But I don't think that he's a magician and I don't think it gives me that like spellbinding like this is like that could be real magic. Like that's what I feel like magic is supposed to do to you. You go like that could have been real. Like how the fuck did he actually do that? Whereas I just go like, oh, he broke out of handcuffs. Like that's how he did it. It's cool, but it's not like it doesn't seem otherworldly. Does that make sense? What about that time where the Daily Mirror commissioned a blacksmith in Birmingham to create a set of impossible-to-escape handcuffs that took five years to make and he escaped from those live on stage in London? But that's the thing, but... That happened. That is like... It happened, right? Yeah, that's impressive. No, it's not, because what I'm saying is he said himself he wouldn't do anything that was more difficult than sitting in his own chair. Like, whatever had happened to allow him to get out of those handcuffs, and I don't mean to, like, break the illusion, had happened before he got on stage. I'm sorry. I know what you mean. So then, it, it, that's that's how he's selling that to the audience, but, but really, he would have been involved in the design or something. There's no way. Like, unless he's actually magic, which he obviously isn't because... It, it's not real that trick took place before he got on the stage yeah yeah i know what you're saying and i don't mean to shit on houdini because like that's a fucking terrifying thing to do <laughs> that's a big shit it's a big shit <laughs> and, I, and, I don't, and i don't mean to diss him because i think he was incredible and i think he was an incredible performer but like he's not my goat magician and i feel like i've wasted quite a lot of time just prefacing that because i'm so nervous that people are gonna like kick off so what, what you're saying is for your goat magician so far 15 minutes into your pick <laughs> It's not Houdini. You've assured us that it's not Houdini. Okay. Exactly. And it's also not David Blaine. The man's a fucking maniac and an incredible <sighs> endurance artist. Like, he sat in that box for 44 days with no food. He stood on that pole for 35 hours. And those he weren't tricks. His... Those weren't tricks. That was just him. Again, it's not a trick. It's just a guy doing something that you previously thought wasn't possible, but he's now proved to you it is. You don't go, oh, he must be actually magic. You just go, oh, he must be fucking insane. Yeah. I d again, I don't think that's... I don't, I'm sorry, I don't think it's magic. His card tricks were good, right? And the thing where he puts the frogs in his stomach, again, fucking insane, right? But I don't believe he has the best... I think he started the craze of street magic, but I don't actually think... He was the best at it. I don't think he's in a league of his own. I think he's up there. I think he's one of the greats. That's great, fair enough. But I don't actually think his tricks are any better than the likes of like Penn and Teller or Chris Angel did incredible street magic. And yet again, he yeah, was stood yeah. on the shoulders of David Blaine. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I don't think it was like the next level. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would agree with that. Like David Blaine's best stuff is definitely not his street magic. There are better street magicians out there. Exactly. He started a movement, and without though, without David Blaine doing that sort of stuff, there probably wouldn't be those other more impressive street magicians. It's like Dizzy Rascal, you know. I don't think he's the best grime artist out there, but he definitely started it. So you can't take that away from him. But like, mm. I don't. I wouldn't crown him as the goat. Anyway. Damn. Woo, yeah, like you said, you're coming in swinging. I'm coming in swinging, right? So let me get to my point, which is like, you know, I'm aware I've been going for like 10 minutes now and I haven't fucking said who it is. <laughs> I'm aware, yes. 
So once I'd realised that I didn't think the GOAT was David Blaine or Harry Houdini, I had to think about who I thought it was. And like, I've named a few already. And I think for me, it was someone who did something that it wasn't an endurance stunt. It wasn't something that you saw them do it and you thought, oh God, I didn't know the human body could do that. It's something that physically looks impossible. And so for that like brief second, you go like, Jesus, like, how, what? Like, I can't even begin to imagine how that happened. Like I've named a few already, like Penn and Teller, iconic, like that upside down thing they did on fucking um, Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you've seen it, but they do like a whole magic routine upside down, like they're hanging from the ceiling. It's insane. The magic bullet one is great yeah, as well. Yeah, like the fish thing that where he does good, the yeah. fish into the water. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Chris Angel, again, like ridiculous and kind of gory, like when he's pulling the razor blade out of his mouth and like... He's heavy metal. He's like the heavy metal. Yeah. Wasn't it found out that Chris Angel was just a massive fraud and like he just used paid actors and it was all just effects? Yeah. There was something like that for one of his tricks that he did where he like pretended to kill himself or did some bodily harm thing. Yeah. I I vaguely remember the one you're talking about, Vinny. That that one was found out. See, that doesn't surprise me because he was at a point where it was like, it's so unrealistic that it breaks the illusion because you're like, well, he clearly hasn't fucking cut his own neck open like he just hasn't but like the illusion's smashed because it's too preposterous exactly and and then i thought actually there's a guy called john van du poot i don't know how i mean he's english but he's it looks like a dutch sounding name but he he performs as piff the magic dragon i don't know if you've seen him oh yeah yeah piff the magic dragon he's brilliant he's like a comedy artist as well he does his tricks dressed as a dragon in a glittery dragon outfit and it's hilarious. Is he like a furry? Kind of, yeah, maybe he is. He's like a furry magician. No, he's not. He's cool. That's a niche audience. It's a niche audience that I'm a part of. <laughs> he's funny, this guy. No, no, Piff the Magic Dragon is wicked. He's well funny. No, he's really funny, and his tricks, like, he uses comedy. His tricks are really good, yeah. He uses okay. comedy to, like, deflect from the trick, and then before you know it, he's done something that's, like, actually really impressive. And he yeah. does it in this, like, really nonchalant, like, he has this, like, kind of monotone way of talking, like, I'm Piff the Magic Dragon. I'm here to do some magic. And it's like, re- and like before you know it, you've kind of bought into this thing. Anyway. Ultimate misdirection. Ultimate misdirection. But I don't think it's any of those guys. Okay, I'm Who interested. Who do you think? Who do you think it is then, Sebek? I'm glad you asked, Vinny. <laughs> it's funny enough that you would bring that up because I've actually written quite a lot about it. <laughs> the first thing... <laughs> As is the point of this discussion. <laughs> We're about 30 minutes into recording. Uh, we've yet to find out either of your d- picks. The person who got me into magic and who I think is the absolute goat magician of our generation and for me, I'm saying that to all you fucking magicians who are going to jump out my wardrobe tomorrow and stab me in the fucking eyes with a disappearing pen or something. (laughs) For me. Just for me. I love love that you think all these magicians are just like raging. They're out for blood if you say David Blaine shit. Stab me and then disappear like a puff of smoke and just leave like a rabbit on the scene of the crime. Well, Seb, we're not finding out who's the best musician for you personally. We're finding out who's the greatest magician of all time. So. Well, exactly. So why are you putting your head back, my head back on the chopping block? I took <laughs> it off and then you just put it back on again. You're Get like, you like now nah, you are saying that, you little fucking shit. Don't wriggle out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, though. Like when we came into this, we were like, we're definitive. We ain't no pussy holes. And I've pussied out so quickly when it came to magicians. Maybe I'm scared of magicians. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I think you've got this really weird fear of magicians. It really seems genuine, like you're terrified of magicians jumping you. No, genuine. I was brought up very spiritually. Like I did, my upbringing was like spiritual stuff is real. 
someone could fucking put a hex on you kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like I know it's funny, but that is true. So like, maybe that's where it comes from. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Fucking hell. Who is it? I'm, I'm, I'm bluffing because I'm still nervous. The person who I think is the greatest magician of all time is Stephen Frayne, a.k.a. Dynamo. Oh, that is a spicy one. I know. I feel like that's very spicy. Within the magician community, I know why you're terrified. I know. I know you Because know. he is great, but within the, the magical community, he has got his critics. I know. And they're very outward. They're spoken. very outwardly spoken. And they have been known to jump people <laughs> and murder them. Out of closets and then just vanish into thin air. Cops just can't find them without a trace. Yeah, exactly. So present but yeah so obviously i'm, I'm gonna keep it relatively short because i've been going for 20 minutes already dynamo was born in 1982 from in bradford in the uk which is like sort of in the midlands area in a rough as fuck part of bradford and bradford's not exactly oxford at the best of times and he got into magic because his granddad showed him a trick where he would make the school bullies think he was like unnaturally heavy like they try and push him and they couldn't push him over because he was bullied at school because he's incredibly small. And it turned out he's later diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is like a, a kind of bowel disease that affects your intestines. And uh, at 17, he actually had to have part of his intestine removed. Anyway. That was a crazy trick. Was that his first big trick? <laughs> he made his intestines disappear. <laughs> disappear. <laughs> It didn't stop his magical ambitions, and um, he trained, he, he was really into magic. I think he, I listened to him on Off Menu, and like I'm pretty sure he couldn't go out that much, like, because he was quite like a, I don't want to say like sickly, because that sounds mean, but like, he just obviously, like, he had really bad Crohn's disease, so he was indoors a lot, he was off school sick a lot, and he just got like really into, like, sleight of hand, card trick magic, like, proper illusions, and that was his whole bag, and it was like his whole existence was just to do magic, and Anyway, he got his like first break. He appeared on Richard and Judy, which is the most 2002 thing I've ever heard. Oh God, yeah, that is. And he like managed to get like a little bit on their show, and like through that, he got like a little bit of TV work, and then it kind of petered out. He almost was going somewhere, but he just like wasn't quite. And then he managed to get like a charity grant because he was like a sort of an underprivileged youth from Bradford. He got himself this grant, and he bought some camera gear. And him and his mate created what they called a magical mixtape. And I just think it's the coolest idea. They basically go like around London, going to wherever like musicians or like celebrities were doing gigs. And he would impress the door staff and then he'd impress their tour manager with his magic. And then they would let him in to do tricks in the dressing rooms for celebrities. And I just think that's like... That's a, it's a banging idea. It's a banging yeah. idea. And it's proper like grassroots like... He didn't have it handed to him on a plate. Like, yeah, obviously he got this grant, but that was because he was like poor as fucking from Bradford. So let's not hold that against him too much. And like, he was like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to try really hard and like, just try and work my way up. And that's what he did. And like, within a year, he got footage with Coldplay, Gwyneth Paltrow, and friend of the show, Snoop Doggy Dog, right? Big up, big Snoop. Big up, big Snoop. Thanks for all the support. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the great concert back in 2014. Yeah, Vinny loved it. It was actually really good. If you miss that, wow. You'd be fucking <laughs> bummed. Yeah. If you miss that, there's no point ever going to a musical show ever again. You missed out on the There's no point living life. at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 100%. Just disappear in a puff of smoke and playing cards. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, things really kicked off 
when he started uploading stuff to YouTube, like early YouTube, like 2007, 2008, back in the day YouTube. And I remember watching this stuff because I was a, I was a nerd. I didn't have like much to do. I'd go to my dad's house on a weekend and I just watched YouTube all night and it blew my fucking mind and he was like just this fucking little roadman from bradford in a hoodie and jeans and like a snapback doing card tricks with fucking gwyneth paltrow like it was insane and like i don't mean to like cut to the chase but the rest is history he had a massive tv show called magician impossible where he showed off like proper amazing down to earth like card magic and street magic and then he had mixed with like proper illusion stunts. Like I remember he did that stunt where he walked across the water outside the River Thames. And like, I remember coming to school and everyone was watching on YouTube and it was like the big talk of the school. Like, oh my God, like this guy walked across water. And like, again, it wasn't endurance. It wasn't escaping. It was doing something that like obviously couldn't be done. But like, how? Yeah, that's the thing with magic, and especially close-up magic. You know it's a trick. He did not really put an iPhone into a glass bottle, but it is in there, so how the fuck did it do it? Like, that that's the thing with it, is it, it's impossible, but you know it is possible. Exactly. But now you're doubting your own sanity, because you're like, I know that this is impossible. But the fact that you've got the doubt and you can't say how or why makes it real magic. That's what I would say. That's real exactly. magic. Exactly. And like, it's funny you should say that, like, because there's a moment, and I've heard it in a couple of interviews, where, I, where he, like, talks about why he loves magic and, like, what he aims to do with his magic. And he says, like, there's a moment just after he's done a trick, before people have time to, like, go back and overanalyze and play it back on YouTube, where they look him in the eye and he can see see that there's like a little bit of doubt like maybe like how did he do that like is this guy actually magic yeah that that's it that that is what makes magic magical exactly in that sense because it is not real but how and then you're doubting yourself but it cut but i can't explain it so what is it and then yeah that's that's where you get to it exactly and i I feel like that's what he did for me like i remember as a kid like and as a teenager watching it and being like what the fuck and it's also funny you mentioned the iphone thing because like there was that period in like the late sort of the early 2010s it was all like iPhones and everyone wanted to be in like California, like doing like, it felt like everything was suddenly so modern. And like he did tricks with like iconically modern things. Does that make sense? Or does that sound yeah, weird? Like, yeah. No, 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 it does. He didn't like whack out a brass ring from like 1920. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He just said like, oh yeah, mate, give us your brand new iPhone and I'll pop it in this glass. Exactly bowl. that. Exactly. Like the iPhone thing. Like he was doing stuff with iPhones and he was doing stuff with like people's Apple watches and their fucking... And like Rolexes. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. And like, it's one thing to break up some watch that like is some old thing you just pulled out of a Chazza shop, but like to break up like some fucking rich guy's Rolex and then be like, and now I'm going to put it back together again. Like that was... Yeah, it's mental. It was mental and it really like hooked me. That's, for me, what magic is about. And I think, for me, he is the antithesis of what I feel like magic is for me. And that that is all I can give is, like, mm. he makes me feel the most wonder when he does a trick out of any magician I've ever watched. And, like, he's one of the guys who, unfortunately, he did stop touring in, like, 2015. I think he's starting to come back, but he really struggled with Crohn's for a, for a while. Yeah, he has had a huge layoff. He got arthritis yeah. at one point, didn't he? He did, yeah. He got poisoned by some uncooked chicken from a takeaway. From KFC, yeah. And it legitimately... so nearly, savage. It nearly killed him. Like, he nearly died. Imagine food poisoning, and then you have Crohn's yeah. disease. He nearly fucking Dang. died, like, like Vinny said. Like, he got arthritis, which doesn't help when you're doing sleight of hand. Fuck you, KFC. Fuck you, KFC. <laughs> 
If you ever try and sponsor this show, we'll say fuck you from Dynamo. <laughs> and it will fucking pop up out your bargain bucket and stab you in the eyes. But please sponsor but please, the show. Please give us some money. But yeah, he started to come back a little bit. Like he did some stuff in 2020 and I heard him on some podcasts and I think he's like starting to get back into it. Yeah, for me, I'll finish out by saying like he doesn't do survival stunts. He doesn't do escape artistry. He does proper grassroots illusions that you can imagine seeing it day to day. And it's just a proper head fuck. And it's not gross, and it's not like survival porn, watching some guy starve himself to death. And he just seems like... <laughs> I've never heard of it as survival porn. But that's what that it is. is you're like, great, that is a great saying. You're like, fucking, let's see if David Blaine can, like, fucking not eat. Let's see if he dies. Long. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. <laughs> it is weird. And he's just like a roadman from Bradford, and he seems like a really nice guy, and he supports all his mates with it, like, financially, and he just seems like he's still in with all his day ones, and he's not too wrapped up in all the fame shit david blaine and i think for me he'll always be the guy i think of when i think of magic and so that's why it's dynamo for me wow fair play that is a strong case i don't think the magical community will jump you and kill you i think that you put that very eloquently and very well said thank you very much i'm i'm talking as a member of the magic circle let me just ask (laughs) the boys uh should we let them off boys yeah, no problem. No rabbits are going to be coming out of your arsehole, mate. Yeah, you're all good. No problem. You say the magic circle. I That's just brought back a memory of... Uh... Whose book was it you were reading when you when we were like twelve and like you when you're really into magic, Michael? And he was talking about there was a magic inner circle of like all these like wizards or whatever who are like <laughs> at the top of the the game and they know all the tricks and you know everyone if you if you play if you do a trick you have to like tell the magic circle how you've done it and all this sort of stuff. You mean the magic circle, the real entity? What do you mean the real entity? No, the magic circle is real. The magic circle is real. Yeah, to, to be Dynamo and David Blaine, they are members of the magic circle they do perform their tricks to the magic circle higher ups and um they are all approved and everyone knows how it's all done yeah that that's a real thing the magic circle is real what is it like a cult it's not a cult it's like an organization it's like a company it's a religion no 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 it's just like a bureaucratic thing that's got a cool name like it's like it's just got a cool name It, it could it may as well just be called like magicians incorporated they all get together and tell each other how they do all their tricks and all like sort of coexist and it's all great and you get accredited by the magic circle as a professional magician etc is one of what i'm imagining in my head is like the stonemason-esque like circle in the woods where there's like hexagrams <laughs> everywhere and everyone's like in, in cloaks and no one actually knows who each other are like it's all about like keep your identity <laughs> identity completely sealed you know for protection reasons no. and you all like chant and summon satan and then do some card tricks <laughs> to satan and then he's you know says <laughs> if he likes or not <laughs> no 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 it's a real thing i think they've got an office in london it's a real it's just a normal thing it's this normal it's fine it's like getting your fishing license from the post office like it's not a big thing oh that's really boring that's really ah. Oh. i mean they probably do wear like cloaks at christmas or something <laughs> I think they do have a tier system in the sense that uh, I don't know David Copperfield. Let's say he's been a, he's been a professional magician for like forty years. He would be like one of the executive members of the Magic Circle. He'd be like a a grand wizard, let's say. But Dynamo's like a new entry. He'd be like an apprentice mage. Do you know what I mean? And they all like get shit off each other like that. There is a there is a hierarchy within the Magic Circle. A ranking system. It's like a... I, I I believe that that is true. Yeah. Well, you've put forward a very strong case, I will have to say, Sebek. 
Yeah, I, I used to really like Dynamo as a kid, to be honest. I remember he was absolutely like, he was the biggest thing in England growing up in, what, late noughties, early teenies? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was huge. I like I I remember maybe my parents really loved him. My dad especially. We'd like all gather around and watch the latest Dino episode. Yeah, we'd just be like jaws on the floor, you know, fucking Yeah. So you're 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 saying your dad, Big Don, I hope he doesn't mind me saying his real name, um, was impressed by Dynamo. <laughs> yeah, my dad's a big fan. Big Don, sorry. Big Don is is a big fan of uh, Dynamo. Fucking yeah. hell. Well, he, I mean, I may as well not speak. He must be the GOAT because your dad's very hard to impress. I, he's not <laughs> impressed by anything I do and he's certainly not impressed by anything you do. <laughs> 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 and that is the truth. That is unfortunately the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I find your, like, bong-smoking accounting and occasional podcasting very impressive. I don't know why he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out Big Don he's definitely not listening he won't be impressed with this <laughs> he's now got 45 minutes into this dribble there's no way but yeah you've put forward a strong case Sebek and I am very much eagerly waiting what Michael has to say is his counter case well as it, I think it's been established I was quite big into magic in my teenage years um my aspiration was to become a magician, actually, for a, a long time. I still can do the odd card trick now, but I used to know quite a few absolute bangers. And um, a little bit like Dynamo, once upon a time, there was a period where I did rope Vinny, our very own, into being my cameraman to film a short Streets Magic compilation, didn't I? Yep, it was in Cornwall, family holiday. I did impress two kids outside the arcade, another bloke who was actually quite unimpressed but i did quite heavily impress a bunch of drinkers on the beach uh, sat around a fire they chose a card completely at random through their own free will they burnt that card on their fire i then produced it from my mouth it was my best trick ever but we're not here to talk about me do you have the footage of that i really want to see that i doubt it (laughs) i wish i did it was good it was was genuinely good it was really good yeah. If we do a live tour, live tour. If we do I'll a do live some show, if we ever do, do a, a live show, I'll do some. Oh, hundred percent. I still know one now that I sh- I showed my mate the other day. Um, when we were at Butlins, actually, <laughs> and um, I showed it to him close up, as close as possible. I let him feel the cards. I showed it to him about six or seven times. He was fuming because he still could work out how I was doing it. It's my special trick, and it is brilliant. Oh, you've you've seen it before. It's the one where you, when you hit the cards, your card appears. If, if oh, you, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. But anyway, I'm not the goat magician, not by any stretch. I did have a couple of people that I did consider, which I'm not going to even bother talking about because Seb has already dusted them off as shite. <laughs> David Blaine, Harry Houdini, and Pellantella, you lot are shit. So says Sebek. Go and get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't gone with him can you imagine if just halfway through this you just like Foom, and then like as i might die hello david blaine what are you doing here why have you got a massive knife <laughs> you just hear like hey man i'm here to do some magic have you ever seen that uh interview he did with eamon holmes on this morning where he's got like an eye tattooed on his hand and he just sits there the whole time in silence just saying like two or three words and they literally have no idea what to do it's one of the most awkward interviews ever does he do any magic no he just sits there in complete silence. He's there to talk about his new TV show. He sits there in complete silence and they're like, you're quite strange, aren't you? And he just holds up his hand with an eye on it and they're like, oh, the eye, what does that represent? And he's like, mystery. He's such a weird guy. It's mental. It's really weird. But no, I haven't picked any of them. I did actually want to talk about Harry Houdini's Daily Mirror handcuff routine, but I mean, it was shit, so don't worry about it. No, no, what I have done, and this, this, this will surprise you, Seb, because you said that as a Magic fan myself, I would be raging at your pick and I, I am so opinionated and intense and you said I was a dickhead and all this stuff. <laughs> I, I, I stand by all of it. <laughs> yeah. But who I've picked as the greatest magician of all time is somebody who is unquestionably magical, unquestionably mysterious, and unquestionably powerful. Jesus. No. It's not somebody made up like Jesus. I've chosen Gandalf. The Grey. <laughs> Gandalf the Grey. The Grey Pilgrim, the travelling magician of Middle-earth. Oh, God. Okay. He's a travelling wizard. Well, well, yeah, I thought you were going to say, oh, you, you, Gandalf's a wizard. Well, you're wrong, because listen to this definition. This is off of the uh, Cambridge Dictionary definition. Uh, I'm not going to say what it's defining. A person who has magic powers in stories or who performs tricks for entertainment. Is that A, the definition of a wizard or the definition of a magician? It's a wizard. Wrong. That is the Cambridge definition of a magician and that is exactly what Gandalf is. Therefore, he is a magician. I feel like Bilo's got a lot to prove here because like, he didn't fight the, what's it called, the Balan... Don't worry about that. We're, no, don't don't worry about all of that, right? Let's just go over who Gandalf is for those of those of you who don't know. You know, you might not be big into magic like us, and you might not know all of the magicians ever. You might not know Dynamo, David Blaine, or 
get get Gandalf. So we'll get we'll go into who get who Gandalf is. Like I said, he's he, he was a traveling magician. This was ages ago, like like bare time ago, right? <laughs> he was a traveling magician. He mainly traveled around a place, region, area, country called Middle Earth. Um, Somewhere Iraq is in Middle Earth. Ma- magic <laughs> is quite. <laughs> They've had a lot of problems there recently. But they did actually used to be really civilized, but things have really yeah. got out of control mm. now. <laughs> Now, Midlove's not like Bradford. Um, in Bradford, you know, Dynamo can shine like as a magician because I'm pretty sure in Bradford there's not a lot of competition. However, in Middle-earth, there's quite a lot of competition. There's a lot of people vying to be a magician or who are magicians or magical. So Gandalf, he's got quite a lot of competition in Middle-earth. But Gandalf, he's the best. He's the best of the best out of all the magicians that have ever wandered Middle-earth. He is definitely the strongest. He's easily done the best tricks. I'm going to highlight a few of his specific illusions slash tricks in this breakdown. He's easily the best magician that there's ever been in Middle Earth, therefore ever. But, you know, what's his sort of gear? What's his setup? What's it, what does he look like? Because he's quite, you know, he's, it was ages ago. So, he, you know, he's not rocking around in jeans and a tracksuit or whatever, a bit like Dynamo. He doesn't have a pack of cards in his pocket. No, he wears a long gray robe. He's got a big, long beard and a pointy hat. He does have a magic wand, however, but it is in the shape of a big wooden staff and a sword. But it is magical. It is like it's fine. It's just like a magician's wand, you know. Don't, don't worry about that. But like, isn't that a sex toy? What? A wand, like a magic wand. It's like a big stick with a gem on the end. A big vibrating stick. Yeah, that's what mine looked like. Yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah, it's probably the same thing. It definitely brought some magic to our life. <laughs> We're here all week, folks. <laughs> Seinfeld baseline. <laughs> now, what kind of stuff is Gandalf getting into? Well, like I said, he's a traveler. He's a traveling magician. He does parties. He does fireworks. He does the odd smoke trick. He can he can blow a boat out of a pipe, whatever. You know, he can do smoke rings and wicked shit like that. He's done a few disappearing acts. He does a bit of illusions. He occasionally goes on sort of expeditions, um, sort of destroying all powerful magical rings and dragons and shit. But that's not, that doesn't besides the point. He's a bit of a collector of strange objects as well. A little bit like you said, like Dynamo, he's, he's different. He doesn't collect those strange old and magical objects. He's like sort of iPhones and that. Gandalf is definitely a bit more old school. He's a bit more like magical rings of power and scrolls and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, you know. Your classics. Yeah, your classics, exactly. Traditional, yeah. Exactly traditional. So we'll go through a few of his most popular tricks, shall we? His best work just so you can get an idea of really how good a magician this guy was. He performed at somebody's 111th birthday, and what he did there was he set off a load of fireworks, but one of them that he set off at the end was it came to life like a real dragon and flew around everybody and exploded into a huge ball. Now, that might not sound that impressive, but this was like before fireworks were even invented. And he's just done it all. Before China, right? As a huge illusion, exactly. Which is funny, because right now, China's having quite a lot of influence in Middle Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise known as Iraq. (laughs) They've been propping up quite a lot of Middle Earthian regimes recently. (laughs) I think they were quite... They were quite instrumental in the toppling of the Middle Earthian dictator, Colonel Gaddafi. (laughs) Well, Gandalf definitely could cut Colonel Gaddafi's head off. 
He had weapons of fucking, I don't know, mass destruction. I don't know. Fucking paint your own joke. (laughs) (laughs) So, and after the dazzling firework display, he also assisted the birthday boy. I don't know why I struggled for that word so much then. I was going to say, like, host, but yeah, birthday boy, disappear, vanish into thin air, gone, not to be seen. There is footage of this. The crowd, they are loving it. They have lost their minds. they got no idea where he's gone. They're like, fucking hell, God, no, he's gone. It is brilliant. And this is like one of the first ever disappearing acts. People have never, ever seen this before. They can't believe it. You're talking about like magic for you is something that you know isn't real. You know it's impossible, but it's possible. You, you know there must be a trick, but because you can't explain how it's done, that's what makes it magic. Honestly, these lads, they know it's real magic. They're like, fucking hell, he's actually gone. They, they don't know any different. But that wasn't Gandalf. Huh? That wasn't Gandalf that did that trick. No, he assisted him with that trick. Yeah, I know there was something about a ring and sort of like magical powers I don't think like he that. knew about the trick. Well, yeah, he, did, he sort of did, didn't he? Because I, when, when um, Bil- Bilbo was his name, <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo was his name um, reappeared. Gandalf was there like, right, I know how you've done that. Um, give yeah, me that, he knew. Give me that thing. Yeah, exactly. He knew, he but he didn't of... know he was going to do that. That was a complete. Uh, he didn't know he was going to, but he was the only one in the room who knew how he'd done it. So he was like, "Mate, I'm in the magic circle. Give me that fucking ring." What ring is this again? What ring mm-hmm. is this again? What ring? Hmm. Yeah. Um, just, 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 just a ring. Just a magical. Just, just like any magical artifact that you know normal street magicians use today. I think just like a r- ring of power or something like that. <laughs> Just a, a rubbishy mill ring of power. All street musicians can't leave their house without their wallet, phone keys, cards, you know, fake cards, AirPods, and a magical item of uh, great power. Yeah, well, if you look at it, it looks just like a normal... Like, if I held that next to a, like, random gold wedding band, you could not tell the difference until the forces of evil draw you into it and then turn you mental, yeah. Which is funny, because actually... It's funny because when a lot of people put on their their wedding bands, they sort of disappear from your life. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking shots at everybody today, even married people. Let's go. Anyway, so moving on from that, his next sort of trick or illusion, he had a bit of a wizard, I mean, sorry, he had a bit of a magician off with another magician of the area, a fella by the name of... His name sounds weird, but it's just because it's old. Saruman. <laughs> they sort of met up at one of the Magic Circle offices, you know, like we were talking about, normal. And one of them was like, I'm going to be the leader of the Magic Circle, mate, you know. And Saruman was like, no, nah, no, you're not, mate. I'm, I'm definitely the leader. I've even got this other fella. He's going to get involved as well. He's, he's a proper magician. He's got like a big, massive eye and stuff like that. Wait till you see it, mate. It's absolutely sick. Gandalf's like, no, 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 I'm not having it. <laughs> big eye. <laughs> Gandalf's like, I don't care about no eye, I'm not having it. Give me that magical orb. Um, Sorry, give me that magician prop orb, or I'm going to bat you. <laughs> um, they, they get into a bit of a ruckus. But anyway, then Gandalf produces another huge illusion. He doesn't pull a rabbit out of a hat. He pulls a giant eagle out of the sky that flies him away. Poof, like that disappears again. Wow! I, I, it, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't you telling me this, I just wouldn't believe it. I, because you're such a trustworthy person, I just, 
you know that's just that's crazy i can't believe what i'm hearing this this real person did this if you and it happened that's what i mean real if you life. had seen it if you were one of the audience members of one of these tricks you would be blown away and like i said there is recorded footage of this so you can see it and verify it All it's right? that kind of honesty that got you the nickname mikey the exactly <laughs> <laughs> So there's a second huge trick. Now we're moving on to, this is in the middle of his story as a magician, but this is probably his biggest and best trick ever today and will ever be. He will never do a better trick than this. So his next performance was on a charity expedition. Gandalf was, he was a man of the people, a bit like Make-A-Wish. He took a few people who were not quite as privileged as others with a couple of helpers. He had a fellow there helping him. I think his name was Aragorn or something. He was, he was fine. He was normal. Um, he, he, he was and, normal. <laughs> and Boromir as well. He was all right. But he took a guy who had a... He had a they, they took a few people. Um, a guy who had a bit of a problem with his ears. And don't take the piss, because these are real people, all right? And they, they were, it was a real charity expedition. It, there was a fellow with funny ears. They took him along because he hadn't seen all this stuff. There was a... A uh, shorter, older fella with a big beard. He was getting bullied for his height for ages as well. And then there was a there was like four others. They were really small and they had like massive feet. And the feet thing was a bit of a problem for like the rest of the people that sort of lived in middle life. They really they were like really grossed out by these huge feet and stuff. You would have struggled to be fair because you don't like feet. Well, exactly. Yeah. So he was like, Gandalf was like, oh, you know what? Let's just I'll get all these lot together sort of like a charity expedition, fellowship of the ring, whatever you want to call it. We'll go on a big walk and, you know, I'll, I'll show you the sights and that. Anyway, it all went a bit wrong when they went into the mines of Moria or, you know, just a big <laughs> cave. You know, they were caving, they had their helmets on, they had their ropes, they were all all right, okay? It was all fine, it was all above board, paperwork signed, everything else, okay? They get to a really narrow bit, there's a really small bridge and they're all like, oh, Gandalf, this bit's a bit tricky. And he's like, oh, don't worry, look, we'll just chuck the little ones over anyway. You know, be fine. Like, come on, come on, Aragorn, give us a hand. They all get over the bridge, and then all of a sudden, there's like a big. Uh, how, how do I put this? <laughs> there's a big thing happens. Um, big like illusion, big shadow, and everyone like shits themselves. They're like, "Whoa, what was that?" And Gandalf's like, "Don't worry, I'll sort it out. You know, this is all part of the trick. Don't worry." He smashes his big magical wand on the floor and uh, the, the shadow disappears. And with the shadow disappearing, Gandalf, poof, disappears as well into thin air. Wow. Where's he gone? It's another trick. That's crazy. And now all the people in the charity expedition, I mean, they were a bit pissed off. Aragorn was like, right, now I've got to take the lead. But where the fuck has he gone? That was, ama- that was amazing. Experience. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. Where's he gone? Gandalf left him in a shit. He's like doing it for his DV gold, taking some, you know, underprivileged kids for a walk. And now he's been left on his own with no supervisor. Well, exactly. And now he's like, he's gone. Um, we've still got to get through these sort of not, not that very dangerous minds of Moria. All fine, you know, all fine. Paperwork signed. You know, where's Gandalf? What amazing trick. They were quite amazed and worried at the same time because they, like I said, disappearing illusions were sort of new at this time. Gandalf sort of invented them. So anyway, something happens. He's, he disappears for 10 days. The details are completely irrelevant of what happened in those 10 days. Um, that's not the important thing whatsoever. Okay. What do you mean, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, say that, you say that like I'm missing something. No. That's what happened. I'm just, I'm just, you know, okay, okay. I'm nodding my head. I'm saying, okay, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm taking it in. 
Okay. So he's gone for 10 days, you know, no bother, you know, it's all fine. All of a sudden, in the middle of the forest, 10 days later, Aragorn's having a walk. Neglectfully, he's lost a few of the smaller ones. And he's just going for a walk with the small old man and the funny ear fella. (laughs) Okay? Because he's... Without Gandalf there, like you said, he's on work, but he doesn't know what he's doing. He's shit a brick, and unfortunately, he's got to go back to the office and tell him, I've lost the four smaller ones. I don't know where they're gone, but they're gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he's wandering about the woods, all of a sudden, poof! <gasps> Gandalf's here. He reappears, he's got new garbs, he's all in white, and he's got white hair. <laughs> oh, I've seen where this goes. Does he have a white pointy hat as well? <laughs> No, he doesn't. He's ditched that. Hat. <laughs> uh, and he goes, "Hello, boys. Did you miss me?" Wig, wig. And they're like, "Fuck it up, Gandalf. That was a sick trick, mate." They were like, they're, "Honestly, watch the watch the footage. They cannot <laughs> believe what they are seeing. All it this is the filmed. best, greatest trick was it like of a all time. Documentary kind of thing. It's like a four K yeah. documentary, four K yeah. Blu Ray, sixty FPS with extended scenes." Yeah, there's an uncut version of the documentary following. It's, I think it's called something like Gandalf the Great Travelling Wizard or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got it. The thing is, Gandalf fully peaked at that point. Like, where does he go from that? He disappears for 10 days. He reappears in all new clothes. It's like a quick change act, you know? He's ditched the old grey stuff. He's got a new sick white coat. His old magical staff, um, sorry, magic wand is gone. He's got a new modern white one. He's got the new iPhone 13 off magic wands. He's like, rah, check this out. Look at my health, dyed it. How have I done all that in 10 days? You're going to be wondering. 10 days is quite a long time. Well, I mean, he, he was doing other stuff in if the 10 days. If I went days, away for not 10 just... days and all I come back with was a new wardrobe and a white painted stick. Yeah. I don't think that's a magic trick. <laughs> it's a midlife crisis. But he was quite busy in those 10 days. Doing all that stuff, yeah. Did he buy a sports car as well? He did get a new horse, the fastest horse ever. So I guess, And he yeah. ditched his missus and went out with his second Well, trip. Gandalf, he ain't got time. He's never had a missus. He ain't got time for that. He's too busy entertaining the masses. So anyway, Gandalf does goes on to do a couple of other tricks on his horse. He shines light when there's always... There's, there's only clouds. He shines light to, like, a huge concert. There's bare people at this thing. A bit like Glastonbury, right? They're watching one ugly fella run a big flaming ball down this muddy track and they're all paying attention to that and in the meantime Gandalf comes up on a hill and he's like check this out boys <laughs> he just clears all the clouds like everyone you know you're at a festival rain's the last thing you want Gandalf's like no bother is my next trick clouds are gone big sunshine happy days they are buzzing they all turn around have a look at him and go Gandalf you legend start running towards him to give him a big hug they can't believe it they're like Great. I'm guessing there's 4K uh, extended footage of this uh, event as well. Yeah, there is, yeah. I think it was called um, uh, the Festival of Helm's Deep or something like that. Can't remember. But it was banging. It was great tunes, lots of props, lots of pyrotechnics. Everyone was having a great time. So, yeah, he's done, he's done heaps of stuff. But his last trick, his final trick, once he had accomplished his mission of entertaining all the masses and destroying that magical ring, the Ring of Power in Mount Doom. Sorry, what was that? Huh? What, sorry, what was that? He kind of mutters a little bit there. Oh, he, when he accomplished his mission of entertaining the masses and destroying the magical Ring of Power in Mount Doom. Yeah, okay, I thought that's what you said, yeah. Yeah, 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 but that's that's not that important. 
He then took a couple of those little lads. Now, this is where we come full circle. The ones that Aragon, you fucking idiot, lost. <laughs> <laughs> he took a couple of them and he was like, look, as a treat, we're going to do a big final trick. He disappeared, the three of them, on a big boat to heaven. What? Like that, gone. What, he just and they're all... murder suicide? No, no, yeah. no, he didn't kill him. No, 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 he didn't kill him, no. Triple murder suicide. And then the other Brave. the other little fellas, they're there like crying like, oh, Gandalf, oh my God, you're gone. You know, this is such a good trick. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe you've done this amazing disappearing act. Like, Gandalf, you're so sick at magic and all this. <laughs> they're all crying and Gandalf's like, listen, boys, I know you're sad. This is my last one. This is my last tour. There'll never be an encore. I'm gone. And then that was it. That's the end of Gandalf the Travelling Magician, I'm afraid. Takes too many sleeping pills and then uh, that was it. He didn't die. He disappeared himself and the little guy Frodo. They disappeared. They, he, it was a trick. <laughs> Poof, they're gone. And they were all crying. They're all like, yeah, Gandalf, this is the best trick I've ever seen, mate. This is so sick. I'll miss you so much coming around my house and doing fireworks and sending us you know persuading us to go on dangerous expeditions to get rid of magical rings of power and destroy evil black magic sauron etc etc like i'll miss you so much gandalf you're such a good traveling magician you're the goat that was it simple as see what it sounds a bit like to me is that that one little fella i forget his name frogo 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 foden frodo yeah 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 frogo he went did this big old trip Comes back with really bad PTSD. Yeah. So he kills him in front of his mates? No, no. Aragon lost him. Gandalf treated him. He was like, look, Aragon, you're fucking idiot. I'll treat you to the sweet embrace of death. Yeah, he's not very smart. No, they don't die. They they disappear. They ascend. You said they went to heaven. Yeah. but <laughs> did then, say that. Yeah, they did go to heaven. It's sort of like heaven. Heaven's a one-way trip. It is a one-way trip, but they and they can they do have to stay in heaven. But they didn't. That sounds a bit like they died. But I'm no sorry. one saw Gandalf kill him. They just got on a boat and disappeared. Gandalf didn't kill him. He treated him as compensation. Frodo filed a complaint because Aragorn, you're fucking lost him. So Gandalf, when he when he reappeared, he was like, Aragorn, fuck's sake, I was only gone for ten days fighting the Balrog. I mean, d- 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 changing my clothes and that disappearing act. <laughs> sorry, I just. And um, you, oh, you should have lost, you've lost, how many, one, two, four of them, fucking hell. So Gandalf, he found two of them, and he eventually found the other two, and he was like, look guys, if you don't complain, I will definitely sack Aragorn and spank him on the bottom. You know, I'll, I'll send you off to heaven with me, and we'll have a great time, big poof, disappear and act, and your mates will love it. And they did, and that is what happened, that's the end. Wow. Right. Where can we uh, get this footage, by the way? Um, I've got it at my house, I've got six discs. It's extended. It's got all the tricks and behind the scenes how we did the tricks as well, which we're not going to go into because it will definitely spoil the magic. Of course. Come around and watch it. I think it's about 14 hours or something like that of Gandalf's <laughs> magic tricks. Wow. Yeah. Isn't there a book version as well? There is a book version, but it's quite hard to really see the reaction of the crowd in the book version. Yeah, it's true. It's sort of, if they wordy. Yeah. The book's not, it's a bit, it's not very joined up. There's all sorts of shit in there about elves and that. And it's not, you're like, what? What? I thought we were talking about Gandalf's magic tricks here. YouTube the footage, type in Gandalf's best tricks. You won't be disappointed. Well, there it is. Wow. You've, uh, you've really taken us on a journey there, Michael. Uh, I, no problem. I applaud you journey for that. Journey through the Middle East. Journey through Afghanistan. 
No. The mountains to Iraq. The hippie trail, the opium trail, the Silk Road. We did the Silk Road. No, we did the Shire, Gondor, Rohan and Mordor, you know. They're all very normal places, all right? You're such a nerd. He's a magician. (laughs) All right, okay, first of all, Gandalf is not a fucking magician. He is. He's an Astari, you fucking nerd. Yeah. (laughs) So, you're wrong. You're so wrong, it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah, he is like, he's basically like half god or whatever, yeah. But that doesn't mean he doesn't do magic tricks. Does <laughs> it? He sounds a bit like the guy from Mortal Kombat. Who's the Thunder God from Mortal Raiden. Kombat? Raiden, he sounds like Raiden. Oh, I missed my last point, actually, sorry. Talking about Raiden, because Gandalf could definitely have Raiden in a fight. I just want to leave you with this, Vinny, before we talk any more about it. Who would win in a magic off or a fight or whatever you want to call it? Dynamo. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, you get at cards, mate. Or Gandalf. If Gandalf can um, disappear for 10 days, kill the Balrog, he can definitely do over Dynamo. So who would win in a fight? A uh, 30 or 40 something year old man with Crohn's disease, arthritis, <laughs> food poisoning <laughs> versus six Blu-ray discs. At your house. (laughs) (laughs) It's a toughie. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think would win out of Raiden and Gandalf? Right, I'll just put this to bed right now, okay? Gandalf would murk him. He's not even in the discussion. And he would also ruin Dumbledore, okay? Don't ever mention Dumbledore and Gandalf in the same sentence. The thing is, Gandalf, like you said before, is a god. Like, he just straight up is. Like, when he dies to the uh, Balrog... He... Disappears for ten days in his greatest illusion ever, yes. He dies to the Balrog, and then he is just like, yeah, my business isn't done on Middle Earth, I still need to carry out the big quest of destroying the ring. So he's like, yeah, I'm just going to prove myself back into existence. Like, yeah. you can't fight against someone who can just prove themselves back into existence after being stabbed. What about the end of Mortal Kombat 11 where Raiden gives his powers to Liu Kang and he becomes the fire god Liu Kang? Do you think fire god Liu Kang with Raiden's powers could be... No way. Can't they still die? Can't Raiden still die in Mortal Kombat? No. The, um, the, what are they called? The gods? What do they call them? The Elder Gods. The Elder Gods. The Elder Gods can't die. Oh, really? That's really broken. Because yeah, he cuts out one geezer's head off and then he uses it as a Yeah, nah, but Ga- nah, Gandalf would have him. I don't know if he'd have five Straight gods. Straight he would, he'd just have him. But what <laughs> about just... if he did that bicycle kick where he goes... <laughs> nah, nah, Gandalf, he's, not having, he's having none of that. He'd just be like, no, he'd do that thing, you know, when he told Bilbo off. He just grew really tall. He's like, no! Bilbo Baggins! What if he did double dash cancel RB? <laughs> down towards, down towards, strong <laughs> punch. <laughs> no chance. Gandalf is doing all of them, all at the same time. That He's sounded strange. Raw with his big wizard staff, or whatever the fuck that vibrator is. What do you think Gandalf's finisher would be? <laughs> 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 Should we not be crowning Gandalf as the goat at this point? No, because it's fucking bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> you are disqualified, my good sir. What? He's not even a magician. I told you, he's an Astari. Hang on, you're actually disqualified, but you're actually gonna, you're not even gonna summon Gandalf, but you're gonna completely disregard Gandalf and give it to Dynamo. As much as I loved. Your whole segment. <laughs> uh, you're wrong. Dynamo is the goat magician. Do you know what? Can I just say, I know I'm quite heavily down on the scoreboard here. I think the only one I've managed to win was Cod. 
I don't know how. Because Vinny picked Dark Souls. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, very much. So I've lost a few of these now, more than anyone, and I am most disappointed at losing Gandalf versus Dynamo. Genuinely. How? I don't know. Gandalf's just wicked. His, his tricks are sick. They're also fictional. Well, <laughs> well, so is Dynamo's, right? Yeah, what is magic? They're illusions. That blew my fucking mind. Do you know what, Vinny? Genuinely, when you said that, I looked up into space and went, oh. (laughs) Like a caveman seeing a comet for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, genuinely. I just can't believe Gandalf's not going to party with Billy Shears and uh, OJ Simpson. Well, of course he's fucking not. (laughs) He's a nonce. He was hanging around a lot of short people, some little people (laughs) for a long time. Exactly. They're not children, they're like 50. They are children in some of the films, they use them stunt doubles. <laughs> Sit on them, I you fucking pedo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that was the Goat Magician. Again, that was Dynamo. Sebek has won this round again. I think that makes, uh, is it three wins for you now, Sebek? Yeah, I think it is three. Is it three? Which I've got, I can't remember, yeah, I think it's three. I thought we weren't counting these up, guys. We're not counting them up. We're not counting them. You keep picking the 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 the, the um the ones that I genuinely believe in. So yeah, very disappointing for me. But that is unfortunately the end of the episode. We will see you guys next week. Keep following us on Instagram. Keep shouting us out. Keep sharing it. We're loving the support. Make sure you email us in all your telemate challenges as well, and we will read them out at the end of each episode next week, boys. We've got our spicy one. We are covering the goat viral sensation. I know Vinny has got a very special treat planned for us. He's got an amazing shout. So stay tuned for that. And I think that's it. We'll see you next week. Yeah. And thank you for getting us to, what's this, seven episodes? That's fucking insane. I never thought we'd do seven episodes of this drivel. Don't worry. There's going to be lots, lots more. 100%. See you at 100, motherfuckers. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>